Pretty Mental is about accepting our full selves and inspiring others to do the same by being daringly unfiltered. This means completely normalizing all things mental health and the wild journey that has brought us here. We are challenging the stigmatization of normal human suffering, and we are done pretending and subscribing to the notion that it is taboo to have challenging mental health experiences. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club, and enjoy the show. Pretty Mental family, welcome back. We love you guys. We are celebrating the big 100 today. Can you believe it? We are officially at 100 episodes and whew, what a journey this has been, <laughs> as you will hear. Yeah, we are definitely getting across this, this finish line and many more to come with blood, sweat, tears and laughter. Literally. Yeah. So it's been beautiful. So many lessons. We get into the meat of a good bit of that in today's podcast episode to share with you guys more of what the behind the scenes experience has been like to creating a hundred episodes of pretty mental. You get to hear all of the, the edges that we came up against the growth, the expansion, the contractions, all of it. We, are just so proud to have you guys in our community and proud of us that we kept going because <laughs> wow, been a journey, a All right. total journey, total journey. And with that pretty mental family, take in a deep breath with us. And tune in. We open ourselves up for whatever wants to come through. calling in all parts of ourselves for this conversation as we connect with ourselves, with each other, with our community, allowing any messages that want to come through to come through for the highest healing of ourselves, everyone who listens to this message, everyone they come in contact with and for the highest healing of the planet. The portal is now open. Hot up. We should start how we usually how we started in the beginning. Hi, Valentina. Hey, Paula. And hello, everybody. And welcome to another episode of Pretty Mental. To the so- 100th <laughs> episode of Pretty Mental. 100. That's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. Pretty Mental is 100. 100. That's so wild. And I'm so proud of us. Yeah, me too. I'm very proud of us. What a journey it's been. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we thought it would be fun for this episode to talk about a little bit of the journey and just how we've evolved things that have come up during the journey. And yeah, just let it flow organically. You have to excuse me. It's 9 a.m. over my time. I literally <laughs> just woke up. <laughs> I didn't literally Early. just wake up, but I've been awake for like two hours, but it takes my brain a minute to catch up 
to get in tune with to commu- yeah to communicate like I can internally com- I can work inside my head but to like speak out loud it takes a minute <laughs> a little glitch a little glitch yeah um some things never change <laughs> <laughs> that theme is still going <laughs> yeah two years in <laughs> I'm such a I love the mornings I'm such a morning person but I'm a morning person on my own yeah <laughs> like, like a turtle a turtle morning person a such a turtle morning person a slothy morning person it takes a minute for me to come back into this dimension fully and be able to connect with other people yeah I feel that Paula is not like that when we live right. together she would be like <laughs> She's that meme. I've seen a meme that's like, you're either one or the other. It's like, it was a friend's meme. And one of them was like making a smoothie and the green juice with like a towel over their head and just like half asleep. And the other one was like up and at them. I'm like, that's kind of, that's Paula. I've gone through, I go through phases, but for the most part, like when I wake up, I wake up. Even if I feel a little groggy, I'm still ready to go at it. Like I I woke up today and went straight for a run. (laughs) That's beautiful. I know. Yeah, it is. It's it's a good way to to get things going, but I still move kind of slow. Yeah. I still like you're not going to find me at a meeting at 8 a.m. in the morning. That's nuts. No, I remember one time I was like, OK, I can do this because I saw other therapists being willing to see people that early. And I agree. I agreed to do it one time. And me and the client were both falling asleep in session. We we're both like, what are we talking about? This isn't gonna work. No. No, absolutely not. Uh yeah. So this has been a journey. I was listening back to our very first episode yesterday, and we were so cute. Did you cry like I did during the episode when I was listening? When you were listening back. No, I was sobbing. Were you really? Yeah. Aww. I wonder, like, what did it bring up for you? Um. Hmm. Okay. So, is it gonna make? Should you we? Cry? Add, you know, <laughs> oh <my> fuck. <laughs> I'm like, do I? I'm like trying to see if I feel the tingle in my throat <laughs> that know. people typically feel before I start. I'm like, oh god, here we go. It's only nine a.m. <laughs> Um, before we start, actually, should we reintroduce ourselves like a little mini reintroduction to anyone who might be new on the journey? Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. All right. So I'm Paula Sinistera, LPC. I am a uh, licensed professional counselor. I'm a psychotherapist. I incorporate mindfulness integration, psychedelic integration work, exposure response prevention. So behavioral work. I do a lot of work with clients that struggle with anxiety, OCD and trauma. So I've been at this game for a minute and that is what I do on my weekly Monday. Well, Monday through Friday. I really, I work right now just Wednesday to Friday seeing clients, but that's what I do. That's my, that's my daytime job. And then I am half of Pretty Mental here with my sister. What's your Zodiac trio and your human design? I am a Leo sun, Cancer moon, Gemini rising. And I am a projector. I almost forgot for a moment. I'm like, what am I? I'm a projector. And what's your favorite kind of food? Just for fun. 
Um, my favorite kind of food is probably what's your uh, no. Okay. Answer. I was going to say, what's your, like the last meal that you can have before you pass on to the other realms? The last meal. I feel like it might be. See, I'm indulgent. So like I, I, I my know last meal, is. let me, let me guess. Let me guess what? if I know you brownie and ice cream. That would be included. I think <laughs> that my last meal would be like a Thanksgiving feast. <laughs> Paul's like, I want to well, pop at the seam. <laughs> you're going to have to roly poly me into the other dimension. I'm going to try to get it all in there. <laughs> I'm going to have an appetizer. Maybe the appetizer can include a little bit of breakfast food. Then I'm going to have a main course um, that will include a protein, some plantains, some beans, so like Latino style, and then dessert, maybe a glass of wine also. <laughs> I would just try to get a coffee. You must have a cup of coffee. <laughs> I need to study your birth chart. Your ass must have some Taurus in you. How much more can I fit in there? <laughs> You're oh, telling no. me it's my last meal. <laughs> I'll be popping at the seams on my way out. Paul's <laughs> leaving by everyone full to the mm, brim yeah a little margarita as well <laughs> <laughs> true oh, man. paula fashion man indulging in the senses is so is so wonderful it's so great it's so great yeah. to be in these bodies and to be able to taste <laughs> <laughs> in the way you said it you are very very this is why i feel like you have some taurian in you because tori taurians tauruses taurians whatever are very sensual creatures they like to use all their five senses and like the beauty and the taste and they like to indulge in the realms of this 3d world and i remember one thing i don't know why this sticks out to me is like i uh, was maybe in my teens or something. And I'm like, I don't, I wanted to go to a gym. And I was like, there was an option between choosing this, like, you know, the like $10 a month gyms that you could use or the like 30 or 40 something dollar monthly at LA fitness. And it was an LA fitness that was in Atlantic station. So it was like around, like, I don't think it would have this reputation now, but back then it was like really just beautiful. And you're around beautiful people. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't know which one to choose. And you were like, and I was like, the one in Atlantic Station kind of makes me feel like rich. And you were like, choose that one. You need to choose the one that makes you, you need to put yourself in situations that make you feel rich <laughs> and make you feel like, like, you know, and then I remember I was like, yeah, I really love the smells of like good soaps really good to me. And you're like, well, then you need to start buying soaps that smell really, really good. And like only those soaps. <laughs> oh man. It's, yes. A yeah. lot of it's. A lot of wisdom and all of that. Yeah. And I can't say that I've always honored it because of the financial fears that I've had going through grad school and just being a little uh, a rolling stone from here to there in my 20s. So there have been many seasons of my life that I had to live more frugally. And it's not the easiest. <laughs> It's just not, I, I really do. It really does make my heart happy to have good materials, good things to look at, pretty colors, pretty art, pretty smells. Um, yeah, we yeah. have an episode on here called healing through beauty, something like that. Mm -hmm. There's that's really real. 
beauty really opens your heart. And a lot of people, some, I mean, you know, sometimes it can be feel surfacey, but at the same time, there's a lot of truth in surrounding yourself in beautiful things and feeling really good and allowing yourself to like love where you're at in your space and, and allowing all of your senses to be indulged. It really is. I have to keep such a balance with that though, because it can tip over for me. <laughs> <laughs> My poor parents buy Paula filet mignons when she was like 13. It can just tip over for me to like, if I start, if everything is really beautiful and one thing makes it unbeautiful, I can hyper-focus on that one thing. And so I, I have to like, there is that side to me where I want like my senses to be appeased to the max. But if I, I can, I can lose myself in that and then become obsessive around it. So then I have to like bring myself back and, and, and kind of let life touch me and be okay with a little bit more messiness and be okay with, um, you know, just simpler things as well. So I, I have to make sure I, I we talked about this on the podcast before too, how like all the, the aspects of our personality, if we don't kind of bring it back into balance, it can become like a snake eating itself. Mm-hmm. So it's a dance I constantly have to do between indulging in those senses and coming back to like very minimalist types of approach to life and very fundamental grounded approach to life. Yeah. Yeah. And with that, we can transition to the minimalist sister. (laughs) I'm definitely a minimalist. I definitely love very, I'm very sensitive to a lot of things, like a lot of um, things being in a room or a house or something like I like, I can feel the energy of a lot of density. So I like as little as possible, but still beautiful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, you remember when I lived with you, I think I had like a bed (laughs) and like a plant. Yeah. And where I am now too, it's like the majority, I have like a bed, a coffee table, a plant. I mean, like very, I like light, light, simple, white, yellows, airy, airy things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I am Valentina Sinistera. I am half of Pretty Mental. I'm so happy you guys are here for all of our OG listeners and for all of our new listeners. How fun. Welcome to the Pretty Mental Health Club. (laughs) I am a breathwork guide in LA. I am also a digital marketer for thought leaders of the new paradigm. So our spiritual leaders, guides, healers, anyone who is aligned with the evolution of the planet and is working to make this planet a more loving, more beautiful place where everyone is enabled to, to greater self-awareness and coming back home to themselves. I am an airy sun, Scorpio moon, cancer rising. First, like, I, I like relate so deeply to all those. Yeah. And I, I think I'm going to start studying astrology a little deeper. So Tap in in a few months and maybe I'll add astrologer to that because cool. My obsession to, to with astrology is, is next level. And there's a lot of wisdom in it. You know, I think a lot of us only know the, what this world has to offer, but astrology, like the historical aspects of astrology are really beautiful. And I'm a projector, human design, same as Paula. So this is a projector podcast. And if you know anything, I mean, it's for everyone. 
but the soul of pretty mental, pretty mental is a projector. The projectors are here to expose the things that are not working and in the systems, in the systems and shed light on a new way of moving forward, which is literally us. And what else? What am I missing? Ooh, my last meal. Okay. It would be some buñuelos y avena. (laughs) Paul's like, (laughs) add that to my list. Keep everything, (laughs) but add that. Um, So a bunch of like Colombian breads and hot chocolate. And oh my God. (laughs) Avena. That would be mine. I may need to have that this weekend. I don't need a lot because. I don't want to feel uncomfortable. I just want to feel like deeply satisfied and present with each thing. <laughs> wow. Wow. So wise. <laughs> My ass is going to reincarnate because that shit was so uncomfortable. At I the was end. coming back a rat. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no. No, I'm JK. Um, yeah. You know, as we were talking about that, I'm like in, in astrology and like I was thinking about the North Node and South Node. And I'm like, that's why that's why I have that dilemma in my life, because it's crazy how much I do indulge in how much I want to indulge in the senses and like oh, yeah. in, in luxury and just like, I want that. But if I, if that is my, the main thing, I lose all the balance in my life because at the same time, my path in this life is to not prioritize material. Yeah. So Paula is in Aquarius North node. And yeah. for everyone who doesn't know your North node is where you're headed in this lifetime. So you can look that up on your chart. Your South node is who you were in your last life. And then in this life, if you feel like you're starting to indulge in the aspects of your South node, it kind of is a sign to like, wake up a little bit. You're steering off the path. Look at the aspects of your North node and Paula is Aquarius, which is like collective healing and, um, uniqueness, community. community. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so if I give it, yeah. So like my journey in the life and like, even without astrology, I've known this, uh, just intuitively has never, is that I'm not in this lifetime really driven to make decisions for material gain, which pisses my Leo side off, you know, that South node is like, oh man, but I just want to be like, on a yacht (laughs) drinking, whatever, you know? Um, yeah, I'm not driven in this lifetime to make decisions based off material gain. So that has led me to cultivate my spirituality quite a bit on this journey and to return to my center over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. That's an interesting one. I want to talk to an astrologer about that. What it means when your South node is your sun sign in this lifetime too, because that's Paula's. Means you're gonna be frustrated quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Find out. Let me know what the actual I'll give you a reading with my new learnings. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Where should we begin? Okay. So I mean, we've already begun, but let me pull some of my notes. So okay, back to what we were saying. I we listened to the first episode, each of us, and for me, what, why did I almost cry? Okay. Hmm. I could tell hearing our dynamic in episode one, I could see the, like the, of the evolution that we've taken. Oh yeah. (laughs) 
Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to speak <laughs> more to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we did not know what we were signing up for when we started a podcast. Nope. <laughs> like it was as, a fun idea. As with most things. I think as, if you know everything that's going to come, you won't do it. Yeah. It, pretty much anything in life because everything is every kind of impulsive inspiration that you get is really exciting when that impulse hits, but then the actual making things happen in a material concrete way is so nuanced and requires so many steps and so many little unexpected roadblocks along the way are going to come up and things that you just could never have planned for. Yeah. Yes. And when we first started the podcast, we were both really different people. Um, I would say it made me sad because in the beginning we were very like pure. <laughs> I know. <laughs> very pure, very raw. Like we weren't, we weren't really thinking of, of what we can and can't say, or like how it's going to impact our jobs, our different aspects of our lives. We were kind of just like, this is fun. And like, this is where we're at. And also you and I were a little more enmeshed when we first started the podcast. Totally. Oh my God. I saw that. I'm over here. Like being like Valentina's here to self-express in this lifetime, but I'm gonna like express for her. <laughs> I, I was, I definitely, it was, it, it was cute. It's cute where we were, but I could see where I was. I felt so much authority to speaking about your experience. Yeah. And I felt a lot of comfort in, um, letting you speak about my experience. And we threw out the podcast y'all, it has brought up so, like a lot of different things. One of the things that it has brought up is where our own wounds are and any triggers, anything that needed to be healed within ourselves, within our sister dynamic and like our relation to self, our relation to each other, our relation to the, to other and to the world. And yeah, I could, it just, it just felt so pure, like fun to sisters that were like having fun. And then like throughout the journey, we really learned, we, we've had a lot of little blimps in the road Paul and I have probably like, we've come to, and I don't think that this is necessarily like, a, this was just our each, our journey. I don't know if it was like the podcast or what, but we had to really like, I also ended up moving to LA so after like being a mesh for so long, then we were ripped apart. I started over, you continued back home on your journey and I started this new journey. So it was like a bunch of different dynamics that came into play. And we were still having to come back on this podcast and be like, so where are you at? Where are you at? And then there was a certain point where we, we like couldn't fully relate. Yeah. I mean, I think that it also just having this kind of interaction on a weekly basis, pretty weekly basis brought up a lot, made us have to confront our shadows. Yeah. And like you were saying, the places where we weren't healed and there's still wounding in our dynamic. And 
I mean, I had, I've had, I had many moments where I was like, what the fuck did we sign up for? (laughs) You know, because everybody already knows that in family relationships, you confront, that is where you feel your wounds the most acutely, especially because you, you have the same history and you have the same wounds. And so you know, most people know, like after they leave their home and maybe this, it's the Colombian in us. So it's like, no, we have to do everything together and stay together because our culture is very collectivist. But a lot of people, when they leave home, they completely form their own lives. And, and then, you know, you interact with your siblings here and there, but what we chose to do instead was that we were going to meet every single week and talk about the deepest topics (laughs) that we could. And, the triggers that that come up with us in a very like therapeutic way and really i feel like pushed us to have to cultivate our healing skills to the next level yeah yeah because what it also does is like you can't be speaking about like compassionate communication and then go off and be like, F you. (laughs) Right. It also held us. So it held us so accountable, so accountable. And of course, you know, everyone has like a way that they interact with the world. And then you also Ram Dass said it, like you think you're light and go spend a week with your family. We (laughs) all have a way that we, that we encounter the world. And then we go back home and we kind of tend to go back into the, old patterns, the old patterns and the identity that we took within that dynamic. And especially if everyone is not on the same page about like, now we're all going to evolve. It's time to evolve everyone. You know, it's time to heal all our wounds. And the podcast really exposed where a lot of our, our old patterns. Yeah. And, and it got really, really hard. It got hard because And I think this is what made me cry is because I like knew you one way for so long and we were like inseparable and now it's going to make me cry. And my, like, we were like twins. Like my mom would literally would not buy me one thing without buying it for Paula. You know how like moms buy their kids the exact same outfit. That was my mom. And, um, like, cause we were, we're so close apart. I mean, we're not <laughs> far apart. We're so close in age too. Ish. Yeah. Well, four we years, all, but four years, it, but we also like, we're pretty similar, even though we're very different. We're pretty similar too. We both view the world in, in like a pretty similar way. We both have that rebellious side that we like, you know, like are very, like, our brother who's like very in like follows all the rules and does all the things right and Paula would be like in the background being like the hippie (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then like you know we were just kind of crazy but I saw our we live we live and by crazy I mean like we lived life on our terms a lot and it was nice having someone who was like, it wasn't just me doing it. Like Paula was living life on her, her terms. And then, so I didn't have to feel like this, like wild child who felt lost. I'm like, this is like normal. Right. And she's like, totally normal. <laughs> and the same with her, where she would do like 
you know, some very rebellious things that her soul wanted to do and come back. And I'm like, yeah, like live your best life, you know? And so hearing our dynamic and then seeing where we are now, um, where we've both had to like do the, um, demeshment, whatever that word is like finding our own identities, finding healing, our own wounds, our old, our own patterns and coming back to where we are now in a place that's like still close and being, having to be very, um, aware of any places that we may be enmeshed Mm -hmm. because we don't want to get in each other's way of each other's evolution. Cause at the end of the day, while we are really similar, we're also, we're also different. And for me to project my reality on Paula or Paula to project her reality on me that we, we felt so comfortable doing that back then and speaking for each other and whatever. So then we like, didn't fully know who we were without the other. Yeah. I would agree. I would second all of that. I think yeah. that yeah, we grew up together. And so parts of our personality formed around each other. And even if we fought, we still had this like, no, we're sisters. <laughs> it's like obsession mm-hmm. with each other. And that came to a head when it came time for us to carve out our own paths in different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it was for the best. Yeah. It was for the best. There's nostalgia listening to that. It's like, oh, you're so cute. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't know. And I'm like, how the, I'm like, wow, I felt so comfortable speaking for you. <laughs> that is not okay. I literally didn't even notice that. <laughs> really? Listening, listening around, yeah. to it? Yeah. Probably to me, I'm like, that's just how we were. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we were kind of like, we were finishing each other's sentences, which we still do now a little bit, but it has, we, this time apart with you in LA and me here and the different personal challenges that we faced into over these past two years has been what we each individually probably needed Yeah, to come more deeply into ourselves. You know, like I had probably like having you as a sister in some ways I would then focus on you instead of facing myself. Mm -hmm. And then when I had, when I didn't have you there to focus on, I had to look at myself more deeply than I ever have before. (laughs) You bought a LA ticket is what you did. (laughs) (laughs) Where did you go? (laughs) I know. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, but I mean, okay. <laughs> after LA, even so, you know, then I focus on you there. Um, and probably somewhere in deep subconscious, like frustration that you had left. Yeah. You know, and yeah, had to face myself more acutely than I ever have had to in these past two years, but like in a very conscious healing way. Yeah. And now, (laughs) now I feel like we're coming out on the other side of that journey. Yeah. It feels like, like right in time for this hundredth episode. Mm. Yeah. I think part of what made me get really sad too, is like listening to your relationship with Mitchie's. So if y'all don't know who Mitchie's is, it's our cousin. We talk about her in the first episode. 
she commit suicide when Paula was 16. By the way, I literally think it was like on this I know. day. It was no, it was like day. it was like I say it was the 31st of March. Um, but and there's today's like, the 29th. Yeah. Wow. And and you and I the weekend the week before uh the podcast started, we went to the beach because I needed a getaway. And last week my mom and I went to the beach because we needed a getaway. Whoa. I know. That's so trippy. It's so weird how things tend to repeat themselves on in 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 cycles. <sighs> you can't plan this shit, y'all. This is why you just gotta trust because we can't plan any of this. That's wild. No. Um, but yeah, so Paula and, and Mitchies were closer than you and me probably were. Like you guys were like soulmates. In different ways. It was just, it's again, it's easier when it's not somebody that's in your immediate family. It's easier to feel closer, I think, sometimes because you don't trigger each other in the same way. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you and I weren't close. It's just that for her and I, it was like we didn't live together. Mm-hmm. So when we did get together, it was just like honeymoon bliss. It was bliss. Yeah. And Paula, it, it made me sad hearing you read the letter, the letter that she wrote you, the last letter that she wrote you, and then the letter you wrote for her at her funeral, which Paula reads in that that first one that we recorded. And it was like, it made me so sad for you because I'm like, oh, I could just feel your pain. And it made me sad because I cannot imagine what it did to your spirit, having someone ripped apart from you like that. And (laughs) now you're going to make me cry. (laughs) Here we go. And then it made me sad that then like I left and came to LA. And on some level, like your spirit probably um, like lashed out. Yeah, maybe of like, cause there was no indication that I would ever leave home. I was like obsessed with, I am obsessed with my family, with my parents. Like I, I want to be as close to them as possible. I am, you know, I like staying put. I didn't have any like desire to leave. And then all of a sudden I just left. And I think, yeah, yeah, for me, it was like, fuck, I wonder what that, like, what that did for you. Oh, <laughs> I, I do think like some kind of like inner retaliation took place at that time. Yeah. Um, but what, what almost made me cry when I was listening to the podcast was, um, Seeing how sensitive you were to my pain. Like in there, you talk about how you were crying just because it reminded you of how scary it was for you to see me sad when Mitchie's died and how deeply you cared about my feelings, which is kind of what's happening now. And I was just like, that's so tender and heartwarming that you even if we're going to rip each other's head off sometimes how deeply you genuinely do you genuinely care for me um 
And that it makes you sad to see me sad, just like it makes me sad to see you sad. And I mean, overall, the podcast just kind of reminded me of like how much we really we care about each other Mm -hmm. and what a wild journey has been. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also having to just like accept the different, the, which needed to happen. Like we had to become demeshed. I don't know what the word. Unmeshed. I think it's unmeshed. unmeshed. We had to become unmeshed because I was, I was really comfortable in a very submissive role most of my life. And I had to step into full self-expression and creating an identity for myself without like my older sister protecting me and my older sister being there and like using you as a crutch and also an identity for myself, just like for myself with, you know, none of the old things that were around me. Um, so it, it had to happen. And at the same time, it was like, it's like this, like bitter sweetness because it was like, oh my God, we used to have like so much fun being like codependent <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> and I was thinking, yeah, like enmeshed. <laughs> yeah. Codependence. And like, it just like any relationship, like it almost reminds me of like when you're in a relationship with someone, you're like, oh my God, this is like not the best for me, but we have so much fun together. And everyone's like, that's going to like, it's going to come to you. It's going to end. That's not going to end well, you know? And you get to like, however many months or years in or, and you're like, oh shit, <laughs> like this, this is not sustainable. Yeah. And who knows, you know, have I had stayed, I mean, this was exactly what needed to happen when it was always going to happen. Cause that's what happened. And that it, we, we, that needed to happen. You know, you needed to become the full version of you. I needed to become the full version of me. And it's, it was, it is bittersweet because it's like, oh man, that's so sad. But at the same time, it's sweet because it's like, well, hello, like Valentina, this is your journey in this lifetime. Like you didn't come to live half Paula, half you (laughs) and Paula didn't come to live half Valentina, half Paula. No, we have our own missions that we have to fulfill. And we chose to be in the same soul cluster, the same soul family, the same immediate family because we're supposed to be and we're here to create something beautiful for ourselves and for everyone with each other but also we have our own journeys yeah I agree with all of that I think that the cool thing about how deeply connected we are at our core regardless of what little challenges or what challenges come up at the outer level um is that because of that connection, I speaking for myself, like I can say that it inspires me to confront my shadow. Like the stakes feel higher to confront my shadow than with in like almost any other relationship that I've had probably. Because it's like, well, damn, I I need to look at this and I need to look at the ways that I'm focusing on you that are an avoidance for looking at myself so that I can actually keep you in my life in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And 
that ultimately has led me back home to myself. And it has led me to cultivate the relationship with myself in a more grounded, nurturing way so that then I can show up for you and for every other relationship in my life better. Yeah. Yeah. I think having somebody that you really care about can make such a big difference as far as like a motivator for like getting your shit together. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's been a wild journey. And we continue to grow, definitely continue to grow. And I would say too, like a little bit of the um, other things that have come up is how, how time is always going to pass. Time is always going to pass, you know, and you're not going to remember that all the horrible times that you felt incredible. Like if you have a project that you want to work on, And like doing it is going to bring up a lot of triggers, a lot of frustrations, a lot of insecurities, a lot of self-doubt. And a lot of people tend to drop it projects or goals or things along the way because they're like, this isn't like, I'm not cut out for this. Or I actually, I don't love it that much. You know, let me, you know, you can always lean back on the excuse on like, do I actually really want to do this? And you can, it doesn't have to be an excuse, but you can lean on that and then it can just all go away. And there were so many times where it's like, I was on the phone with technical people for hours. I we've had audio deleted that we've like been so excited to put out. We've had conversations, yeah, conversations that we haven't been able to put out because it's some like glitch and just so many things that we're like, oh my God, like, no, (laughs) so many frustrations that we could have just easily been like, F this, this is too much. We're not even getting paid for this, you know? And now we look at we're 100 episodes in almost three, two, three years, how many? Two, two years. And, so. and those frustrations are real, but I don't remember that. <laughs> I don't like I'm not, you know, they pass the frustrations and all of that pass. And what we're left with is this thing that we keep cultivating. And what we're left with is now also a lot of confidence that has been built in the process because we've shown up for ourselves. There's been so many times that we're like, we have no idea what we're going to talk about. And like, I really don't want to come on because I'm just like feeling like my health stuff. I'm like crazy brain fog. I feel like I don't even know. I can barely even work today. I don't know if I want to do this, but then we come on and then we just like open the portal. We go. And then it's something that's so beautiful. And we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I didn't think that we didn't have anything to talk about, or I, I couldn't, I can't believe that we, you know, thought that, um, like I couldn't do it. That was you, you do it. You prove to yourself that you can do it. And then you have this newfound confidence that goes into you when you go into anything. Cause it's now it's like, yeah, I have a whole podcast with a hundred episodes online and some pretty sick guests on there and an amazing community. Whoa. And it was a step-by-step process. It definitely didn't happen overnight. It was just a slow, it's been a slow, consistent journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that speaking to uh, getting going on a journey, regardless, and you don't know what kind of challenges you're going to face as you get there. I think that what also comes up for me around that is that you get going on a journey with one idea of what it's going to be. And I used to say this and I kind of forgot about it, but maybe not, but 
if you feel an inclination to go in whatever direction you feel an inclination to go towards, do it because that's where the, the, the soul lessons are for you. So like, even if it doesn't become like this outward manifestation of the goal that you thought of like, I don't know, making, I, I don't know, like some numerical concrete statistics, or even if you, it doesn't pan out the way that you initially envisioned life rarely does. But if that's where you feel the impulse to go, that is where some of your greatest lessons are. And it's lessons that you can't even foresee. And it's growth that you can't even foresee or imagine because it's going to unfold as you go. It's like, um, I think, uh, what's his name? This musician, ah, I forgot his name, but there's a musician that in, in one of his songs, he's like, whatever decision you, you make, you can't fall out of. And that's love. And it's like, oh man, <laughs> you know, like once you take a step forward, you took that step mm -hmm. and life is listening and life is like, okay, that's the step you wanted. Cool. Like we don't get to choose what comes with that and unforeseeable obstacles are going to come with that. But life has now wrapped itself around that timeline. And that is where a ton of lessons are going to come in. So like, it just requires us coming back to the reminder that we are not, life isn't about the destination, but it's really about this messy journey along the way and what we learn, what we experience, the tears, the laughter, all of that. And whatever path we take will give us a specific version of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And as you were talking, something came up in my mind and then I got so into what you were saying that I, it left my mind. Ugh. <laughs> Annoying. Yeah. Well, tons yeah. of lessons along the way for sure. Tons. And I like, yeah, you never know where it's going to take you. Like before I started, I, we were speaking into the computer. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. and we, we had no idea how to do a podcast. None guys, zero, none. I YouTubed and called technical people and talked to my dad who does music. So he understands microphones and things like that. Like I hours and hours of just like trying to figure it out. And I didn't know how to edit before. And now I can edit with my eyes closed and part of my, and now I produce another podcast. What that never like would have to, occurred to you as a career move. Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Shout out to conscious conversion, which hey. is the, the beautiful digital marketing agency. I work for that Sarah Yamtich, who's going to be our podcast guest soon. She's the CEO Epic human. She has a podcast that I help produce. And yeah, like it brings all of these amazing things that you have no idea. You have no idea. And that's something that I'm actually applying to my life right now is that I am really, all the beautiful things that I want to do with my life, I'm really putting my intention and in remaining present with them and not trying to see what they're going to turn into fully. Like I have a loose vision of certain things that I want. And at the same time, I'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself to like, I'm just doing a little bit each day, 
a little bit each day to make something happen, but not like, you know, I think it can be really tempting, especially in our quick, like fast paced society in where we have a lot of social media, where everything looks like just like super grandiose and like everyone is just like living their best life really quickly, you know, that every, like you just have, I think it can also, we're not careful. We can internalize that and think that like, how can I make this project the most amazing, like competitive, flashy thing that gets to the number one really quickly and makes the most money. And I don't think anything is like that. I don't know. Maybe some things are, but, but I don't think that that's really how life works and how we're going to be the most fulfilled because we're focusing on something that we think we want instead of allowing our intention and our vision to slowly show us what it wants to be as we slowly put in more love into it. Yeah. I think that it can, I think it can be a balance of that. Cause we like, I don't think there's anything wrong with holding these grandiose visions and intentions for ourselves. I think that is actually a sign of being alive and allowing life in and believing that we can be a part of the carnival and that we, we can be a part of the dance fully in the most exciting way possible for ourselves. But the problem can come when we, if we lose balance to that vision and become fixated on it at whatever cost. Mm -hmm. And that's when it kind of like goes back to the snake eating itself where then you're a, that can make us a little more neurotic and a little less real mm-hmm. in the attempt to make that goal happen versus having that goal, being excited about it, but also letting the letting life and whatever it is that you're birthing show you what it wants to be as well. Mm-hmm. So I, for me, I think it's a, I try to view it as a constant dance back and forth between the two. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. What else, Paula? (laughs) Oh man. Who is Paula before we started and who is Paula now? It's funny when you, when you were saying in the beginning that like, we didn't care what we were saying on there as much because (laughs) our career cares. (laughs) I still care. And I care then. I actually care less now than I did then because I was listening to that first podcast too. And there's so many ways that I sound so proper and I probably, I still have a tendency to sound proper. I don't, don't think I'm going to get rid of that um, to a certain level that propriety is going to be there, but in a certain level of professionalism is still something that's really valuable to me. So, but I am more relaxed talking about certain things publicly and openly than I was to begin with. I think that there were so many times and there's still times where after we have an episode, it's like (laughs) a brain melt, like, Oh my God, did we really just talk about that and broadcast it for the world to see? Um, so it's been a constant exercise and non-attachment 
constant exercise and non-attachment of like, we're taking a step forward, giving it our all, and then we're releasing. We're releasing and surrendering to what wants to come from that. Um, so for me, be doing that exercise on such a regular basis, I think has definitely increased my capacity for surrendering and letting go of what is the right way to show up. Like what is the perfect way to show up? What is the most respectable, well manicured way to show up? Like within the scope of the work that I do. So really kind of challenging stereotypes around what therapists are supposed to be or not be around how a therapist is supposed to be old school wise. The therapist was supposed to be basically like a blank slate for you to see yourself on. And I don't see that as realistic anymore because we're human and, um, yeah. And so this, uh, this podcast has really been an exposure therapy practice for me of being real, being authentic, being honest about what this really is, that I'm not some perfectly healed person. And that's why I can help you because I'm not the Buddha and that's why I can help you. But really I'm just another human being that has gone through some of what you've gone through and has done a ton of studying and self-work to get to the other side of that. And I'm happy to show you what I've done on my path and, and facilitate yours. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just, it's helped me show up with more authenticity as a professional. And that's a dance that I continue to negotiate back and forth between, because I also really do. Um, I also really do appreciate my privacy at the same time. That's something that's really sacred to me as well. So also constant, the negotiation between how much I want to share and how much I want to keep is something that has gotten more fine tuned along the way. And I'm not really sure that I'll ever arrive at a perfect, perfect balance for that. But I think it's helped me step more into myself. Yeah. I, yeah, I've definitely seen the growth on, on in you from, from beginning to to where we are now and just like watching you evolve. Um, I, I don't, for me, it's hard to see like what, because you're like, I think I was more hesitant to share things then than I am now. I never know. Cause I'm not in your experience. I'm not in your, your body, but I've definitely seen the evolution. Um, who am I now? I am a lot more. I am Valentina expressed. I, my throat chakra has been unlocked from doing this podcast. I used to be a really, I used to be really afraid to talk about or to express myself because I didn't feel like I could do it in a way that it conveyed what I actually wanted to say. So I'd rather just stay shut. And this has unlocked that definitely. Um, it's also, it's held me accountable because a lot of what we do, it ends up being channeling. So our wisest, most deepest version of ourselves that is aligned with our higher selves many times has come through and we, we speak in a way that is, is 
an evolved way, right? And then you go out into life and you, you know, then I, I experience certain triggers and I'm like, well, it really makes me like everything that I just said is actually still very true and very aligned with my spirit. So how can I align all aspects of myself to the things that I believe in the beliefs that I'm also spreading? That's been um, instrumental in gaining a lot of self-awareness. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. Confidence and just being the, the me, like all parts of myself. I, it's also been really fun to have a community that, you know, I have these like wacky ass experiences and I'm like, who am I supposed to tell? <laughs> you know, I'm like, I don't know who, like, who's going to be able to hear this with out looking at me like I'm crazy. And then I come on here and I'm like, I'm, I really don't know what you guys think, but I feel safe. Maybe it's because I'm not getting a whole ton of feedback, <laughs> right? Right <laughs> on, uh, like in real time. But I still like, I, there's a certain trust that I've really built with our community where now that I experience things, I'm like, you guys are literally the first people that I want to tell. And I love, yeah, just weeding out, like, ex like excavating all of my experiences with you guys. That's been really, really fun and has helped me feel really supported and loved on my journey. And even the messages that you guys will DM us sometimes, like those mean so much to us. They mean so much to us because we don't get a lot of feedback in real time. Cause it's just me and Paula staring at each other, you know, and then we get, we get to match names and faces and personalities to, to who you guys are. And that, that feels really, really nice. So I answered that more, you know, with a bigger response than who is Valentina now, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm me coming more into me with you guys. I think the accountability piece is huge. Yeah. It's huge. Cause it's having pretty mental. It's definitely upped the inner responsibility for like actually embodying what we represent and embodying the lessons that we pick up along the way and yeah. embodying the healing. I think this is something that can so easily happen with professionals. I know in the, in the healthcare world and in the mental health world where you take the courses, you get the degree, you learn the lessons, you learn how to say it. And then you just teach other people how to do it. But are you really doing it too? That feels so important to me that I'm living in integrity for the teachings that I'm passing on and having to process it out loud on this podcast definitely increases, um, has increased the amount of self-awareness and accountability around that. Okay, you guys, I think that's it. I think we 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 covered what we wanted to cover. Yes. Um, as we go forward, I am so excited to just keep evolving, keep seeing where life takes us, keep meeting you guys, growing our community. And if there's anything that you guys are being called to do, 
take some steps in that and let that journey reveal itself to you along the way. I think it's so worth it. I would, I mean, like there were so many technical, emotional, mental triggers along the way. And I would not take any of that back. And I'm so happy that we didn't stop. And I'm so happy that we kept it going. Um, yeah, it's worth it. It's definitely worth it. Cause you also don't know the people that you're impacting on your way on your journey. And isn't that what life is about? Yeah. And, and growing and learning and living, living it, living it, the more projects and things we allow ourselves to be exposed to the more life that's being lived. So we made as well, we may as well juice this Mm -hmm. for what it's worth. Yeah. Thank you guys for sticking along with us there. Paul and I are both building out our practices as we keep moving forward. So we're going to do our very best to have these out as consistently as possible. We're still going to keep going with it. And I think that we might try doing the bi-weekly schedule again. Yeah. We're leaning towards going bi-weekly for a while while we build out our own practices. And because that's something else that has also developed in these past two years is that we are now both at the crossroads of creating our own practices, fully being entrepreneurs, um, which is also super exciting. And we decided that while we do that, it's for the time being a good idea to try out going back to a bi-weekly podcast schedule. Um, yeah. So just yeah. a heads up on that one, guys. We, we may pop in there here and there and surprise you with an extra one, but we really might. Let me not like <laughs> don't we can't put anything as gospel because this is just we're letting you know if we happen to like do a bi-weekly what's happening is happening, but yeah, keep sticking along with us. We hope to have more and more beautiful guests and more beautiful conversations. And my, what I see our vision moving forward is I would really love to have a, um, a group, keep expanding the diversity of our guests of different identities, genders, sexual orientations, things, all the things, the rainbow of all the humans that exist, because it's so important. And if we have a platform, we must, Mm -hmm. we must, you know, I, this world has a billion and one flavors and I would love to have all billion and one on here so they can talk to the billion and one flavors that are listening to us. And it's so important to go, to be in spaces and have people in your sphere that you can identify with and that speak your language. And I would love for us to continue to have people on here who speak a variety of languages. Yes. Emotional, psychological, and even different languages. (laughs) One day we're going to pop out with a French podcast. Don't be surprised. We, 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 we. (laughs) Paula speaks French. Fun fact. You, You speak French too a little bit. It's kind of crazy. This is why in my past life, I was definitely French. Cause when we went to Guadalupe, it's a little French Island in the Caribbean. I like started speaking French and understanding it and having a really good accent. And yeah, I remember that you picked it up so quickly. Yeah. I think for me, it's, I feel like guilty when I say I speak French now because I'm so out of practice and rusty that I'm like, but don't test me. <laughs> but if I go spend like two weeks on, in a French place, 
um, I'm busting it out. Like there's no tomorrow. It's just oh, yeah. languages. Languages are just like that. It's like exercise. You have to keep up with it. Yeah. Or it starts going away. Okay, you guys, we love you so much. Thank you so much for being on this journey with us. Happy 100 episodes. We we love you. We really, really love you. Yes, we love you guys. Thank you for being on this journey with us. And remember that all parts of you are welcome here. And remember to be kind to yourselves. Mwah. Mwah. Bye.